Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, adjusting the mic after I already started. Yep. Yep. Episode 64. You know who it is, bitch. Uh, it's Joey Capuana. Joey hates everything. Coming at you with a, uh, honestly, a tough day here. It's been a tough start to the day. I feel like I start off every podcast by just complaining, but that's what we do. That's the name of the show. Um, the crack of dawn, a golden orange hue is is coming over the city of Phoenix. And instead of uh, the caca caca caw of a rooster, or, you know, perhaps you, you see like an old woman jogging and you go, oh, it's a nice, it's a nice calm morning. Everybody's relaxed. I was actually awoken by eight gunshots. Uh, it doesn't seem that there was any report done on that in one of the most populated areas of the entire city. So it was just... And it didn't sound anything like sometimes you'll mistake like a the car or a loud motorcycle. The do, 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 do. That's what this that's what this podcast is now. It's just noises. That's how I'm going to describe everything. I think that's going to be a lot more enjoyable for the listener. But it was clearly it was gunshots like it just and then, you know, fades off more followed by the second because they probably had the guy on the ground and needed to execute him. Um, but there was nobody called. There's no report about it, anything like that. Didn't hear any sirens. I think there's so few police officers now out here in such a large area that there's just going to be times where guns are shot and nobody knows about it. It's surprising that nobody reported anything about it. But honestly, I'm far less shocked this time. About a year ago, I was sleeping. It was like four in the morning. And I experienced what I think is shell shock for the first time. Under my apartment, which is so weird, I didn't have anything bad happen to me that week. There was no confrontations that I can remember, but somebody shot out the back windshield of the car that is in front of my window. I'm on, I'm all the way on the second floor, but somebody just came by, just more noises. You gotta love it. Uh, I couldn't move. Like I was, I was butt ass naked and uh, half drunk. And so I just couldn't do anything. I ended up getting in my bathtub uh, like Will Will Smith in I Am Legend and just laying there with a loaded firearm uh, as I waited for somebody to come up to my apartment and kidnap me. It's a wonderful area. You know, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful place to live. Um, You got to have money out in Arizona or you're going to be in a sketchy shithole. Um, Speaking of which, that's that's how the morning started was the... um, you know, a firearm rooster. And then followed by that was day three of the construction that they've been doing on the apartment above me. Now, it has been four days since those people moved out. They were already loud as fuck. I'm going, thank God. Okay, it's going to be quiet and le- at least until some other degenerate couple moves in and starts domestically abusing each other seven feet above me. That's It's going to be a nice week of relaxation for that, Okay. Uh, I feel like I need a drink of water here. Am I doing a, that's some ASMR. Some people like that. Some people get hard to that. So that might be a little treat for you there for free. Anyway, these guys are upstairs. It's been three days. Now, now you might hear three days that they've been working on the floor and, you know, the walls, whatever they're doing and think, oh, it's a house. He must live in some sort of, he must live in some sort of townhome. Or, you know, a mansion. No, I live in a studio apartment. Above me, it is a studio apartment. How much fucking work is there to actually do? And why are you starting it at 7 in the morning? 
let me let me just tell you, there are plenty of other things that could be done. All right, that don't involve us uh, sharing a wall while you are scraping off tiles uh, of the floor. It doesn't need to happen at seven in the morning, and they do it because they don't care. It's almost um, a psychological game. It's a dance, if you will. You're charging these people up the ass. Okay, I got I got no shame about it. My rent for this shithole is is about thirteen hundred. All right, uh, to put that in perspective for any of you who are still living with your parents, half of you, um, I was paying $600 for a two-bedroom, two-story apartment in Ambridge, Pennsylvania. So you make that switch and it's like, well, all right, you're not going to have seasonal depression, but we are going to rape you. We are Now, we are going, okay, so you're not going to have to deal with snow. You're not going to have to deal with rain. However, we are going to bend you over this rotting wooden balcony with stucco floors, and we're going to pound your little asshole uh, because you're going to be paying ridiculous amounts of money for shit, all right? And they do that to try and, like, get in your head, I feel like. Um if you break somebody down enough and they have to pay $1,800 because of late fees for five months straight because you don't treat them like a human being and you won't let them catch up, obviously they're just going to become numb to it. And when they hear somebody, uh, you know, blasting music, I get that you're doing construction. It's a shitty job. You got to have something to pass the time. Seven o'clock in the morning, dude. Fuck off. Um, I don't think it's ever going to change. And the people who were up there last were pretty damn cool. They, uh, we, we got into a fight at the beginning of when I started saying here, not, not a physical fight, but the people before them were so bad. They would just blast their music. And it was just this Percocet addicted goth chick. It, you know what? It wasn't even music. And it makes me more upset that it was this. It was their TV. Like, that's the quickest way to know somebody had an awful childhood with alcoholic parents is if they fall asleep with the TV on at any volume. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if you turn it down. In fact, if you have the TV on at all while you're trying to sleep, bad childhood. My father would have never allowed that. My, especially my mom. No, you don't. I mean, you're just setting yourself up for failure. You're going to be one of those guys that leaves it on. And then the first time you have a serious girlfriend or boyfriend, they're like, Jesus Christ, I'm with a trash person. How do I get out of this? I'm speaking to you right now. Don't just stop doing it. If you're doing it, it bothers me. You sleep over somewhere and you gotta, you gotta like share a space. And somebody's like, I sleep with the TV on. You're like, damn, your mom actually hit you, huh? I don't, I don't like it. Um, the way I fall asleep is better. Everything I do is better. I fall asleep on my side watching my phone with headphones in. Therefore, I'm not disturbing anyone, and I can burn that blue light into my retinas and ruin eight hours of poor quality sleep uh, on my own. Okay, that's on me. Uh, the last people that lived there, though, were the worst. They were just the fucking worst. They would stomp on purpose, I swear to God. So we would get into this stomping versus me slapping the ceiling at odd hours of the night to piss them off. And eventually I totally lost my cool. I ran up there. I had knocked on the door twice already. Pretty sure they were fucking while I did this. And because they wouldn't come to the door. They usually would at least come up there and argue with me. And I just lost my cool. I go, it's not fair. And I started flailing my arms against their window, smacking the window. 
and they actually they went to bed. You got to have that Chihuahua mentality sometimes. Okay, it's important to be calm and cool. Act like Jerry Seinfeld's character in 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 Seinfeld. Don't act like Jerry Seinfeld in real life and treat people horribly and uh, fuck people over on business deals and uh, bang 17 year olds and also marry them publicly. Don't do that. If you're going to bang 17 year olds, go the Dalia route and we'll get there. I have that on the rundown. Um, wow. I lost my train of thought there. Anyway, uh, hoping that the next people will not suck so much. And that's where I'm at. Uh, should we get to the elephant in the room? Yeah, probably. The Vikings got butt-fucked on national television, embarrassed. It was a pathetic performance, and I felt the need to really uh, insult them that much because just, you know, I, we've been over it before. I've talked about it too much on this podcast. I can't, I can't goddamn stand the Green Bay Packers or people from Wisconsin in general. It's the only race of people that I am prejudiced towards. Um and for them to come out in a game that we could have knocked them out of the playoffs, this affected playoff seeding. It's in Green Bay. You want to demoralize them and put an end to the Aaron Rodgers era. All right. Instead, we all played like we were hungover as shit. Kirk Cousins, guarantee you he's never had a drink in his life. Maybe one at Michigan State. Maybe one. Maybe he had one one time. My roommate, when I went to South Dakota State, uh, Orman, you could tell just from the name. He was a great guy. We were direct opposites, and that's why it worked out, I think. We would balance each other out. I saw him have one drink on Spirit Week. It was like, it, I think he mentioned us something about us putting too much gin into it. I was like, dude, I understand you like math a lot, but there is a level where it's like you need, you need to do something. Because then you become Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has, he has so much talent. So much, but he's a dork. All right. And so he doesn't handle the pressure well, the big moments well. Whenever they're uh, supposed to blow a team out, they do great. Whenever it's going to be close, that's a problem. He gets nervous. Honestly, if I could just meet Kirk Cousins, like if we should, I, I just want to get in, I just want to turn him into an alcoholic because I want to win a Super Bowl. All right. All right. That's how, that's how people do it when they've got uh, nerve issues and they've got to play on a stage like that. Brett Favre. That guy was juiced on painkillers. You know the uh, the feeling you get in your face when you do some oxys, or maybe you're a normal person and you don't know about this, but you do some oxys, some hydros, and you get that perfect little amount. It's like the edges of your face feel very hot, and for some reason that makes me aggressive and overconfident, which is how Brett Favre played his entire career. The guy would absorb hits from two linebackers twice the size of him and uh, still launch it down the field for a 60-yard completion. Kirk Cousins, that's the element he's missing. So if me and Kirk could just hang out for a year, maybe he takes next year off in preparation for the end of his career, he comes over to Camelback Flats. I got a cot in here. He needs some humbling, all right? This, guy, this guy's dad is a uh, pastor at a super church, and he's one of the highest paid players in the league. He needs some humbling. He's going to come here. Uh, instead of, you know, we're going to do practice every day like we normally would, but we're going to take away... We're going to take away some of the film time. It seems like he's a very smart quarterback. All right. He doesn't make a whole lot of boneheaded decisions. And when it looks like he does, you find you tend to find out later that it was not his fault. It's just the nerves. So we're going to come over here. We're going to do Miller lights every day. And yes, his liver is going to take a hit, but he's a, he wants to be great. And so do I. And so guys like us, we sacrifice our body. Okay. That's just what happens. 
I can't believe I, I forgot to talk about that third part of uh, ruining my day to start this out. I was coming back here feeling so good, wearing my Vikings jersey, like my nice shoes. I got some new sweatpants. I was looking fresh, all right, full wigger. And we all know that I look good in that style. I got a talking to about that word again. I'm not, I'm not, I refuse to stop. Uh, coming back, I took a risk to try and jaywalk across the street. Cars on this road, uh, it's Camelback. If you know where that is, if you live in Arizona, the speed limit is 35 miles an hour. People, for some reason, think the three is a seven and the five is a zero. Uh, I swear to God, they play, it's like a game. They try and hit you. Or if somebody does something shitty, like they whip a U-turn and come from a lane that's going in the opposite direction back to the other one that's going, you know, the other way. People will speed up and like play a game of chicken with them. It's terrible. Uh, so I was trying to come across on my board and Phoenix is, I don't even understand it. There's certain pockets where the road is just destroyed. It just looks like Pennsylvania. And then other parts, it's like riding on snow. There's no consistency to this entire town. And so I'm trying to get across quick and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to get on my board because this guy is speeding up now to try and prove his point that, hey, I'm not a car or something, and that he is fucking Lightning McQueen coming down the road here. Uh, I tried to take my board across, and I hit an edge. All right, I'm carrying a 12-pack of beer, and you can, you can guess what happens. This is the second wipeout I've had, and I swear to God, in the last three years. I stopped riding my board drunk because I was eventually just going to crack my skull open. And, uh, you know, be a vegetable for the rest of my life. So I stopped doing that. And now I'm trying to play it safe. Of course, the one risk I take, I'm, I'm coming across, hit the edge, fly off of the board so hard my hat comes off. Hat comes off of my body. Land on top of the Miller Lights. They go everywhere. By the grace of God. By the grace of St. Anthony himself. That That's my patron saint from when I was... Um, or not my patron saint. What do you call it? You have to choose a saint because, you know, Catholics are, I don't know, they try to implement Pokemon into young people's stuff so that they can molest more of them and then get the older ones into, you know, like enjoying church. You have to pick a saint to be like your guy. What is that? What I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, by the graces of St. Anthony, I, I landed on top of these beers. They go flying everywhere. And none of them exploded. I pick all of them up. The fucking guy next to me is going, are you all right, bro? As I'm trying to get all this shit. Look, if you're not going to get out of the fucking car, he's not in the intersection. He's ready to pull out. He sees all the beers everywhere. It's not what, I mean, if I go, no, what happens now? You're going to, you're just going to stop and call like 911 or something. <sighs> that's karma for something I did earlier in the week. There was a fat girl. I was at my job, security security guard job, Paul Blart. Um, and you're really not supposed to stand on the balcony area that it's not a balcony. It's just a tile that leads to the edge of a fountain, right? And there's a lot of sharp corners. It's like two feet up and there's water in there. So you don't want babies up there and shit. I've seen my supervisor actually get mad at a child. Uh, and it felt so cuck and dorky that I just, I couldn't enforce the rule. So every time I would see it, I would just go, hey, you know, manager's not around. I'm just going to let it go. I don't give a fuck. They're probably going to be fine anyway. Of course, there's four 
up they looked like they were 17 uh 16 drunk as fuck girls on new year's eve they're taking pictures they're trying to balance one of them's trying to get a selfie and they're in heels and of course you know like three of them are like cute pretty girls and then the fourth one is just this fat girl i mean you know it happens it happens look if you're the fat girl try and uh you try and have one pretty friend okay because you can use that to try and get into circles of guys who are maybe a little more attractive and then you drink that's just that's going to be how you have to do it um you know you try to get a hot dumb guy well he's going to gamble you're going to be the one who's bringing in the money and he's going to be an alcoholic and gambling everything away basically i'm on i'm par for the course to marry a fat girl uh, anyway, the fat girl, of course, steps backwards, falls into the, into the pond, uh, you know, area thing. What, what the fuck? The fountain area. I run over there, like just instinctively. And I run over, I'm like, holy shit, are you okay? And she was so embarrassed. She was covering her face. So as soon as I got over there and started asking and saw that she was about to cry, I was like, Hey, don't be a retard. If they actually needed help. Anytime a woman sees any sort of confrontation or issue, they will scream. You will know about it. Go any, Next time you see a public fight on the internet, just turn up the volume. You will at, at some point hear a woman between the ages of 21 and 57 go, ah! it's, it's unbelievable how often it happens. Um, anyway, my point is, I think I deserve the wipeout for... Um, even going over there. I didn't need to do that. And she was so goddamn embarrassed. So just going back to what I was saying, expl- beers all over the place. I'm trying to pick it all up. Literally got my wig knocked, my, my cap blown back. And uh, elbow is so destroyed, I can barely move it. But that's my point. That's my point. As two minutes and 37 seconds later, we get back to the point. I'm a competitor, all right? I could have just easily gone, oh, I can't do the pod. Kid to the pod, arms busted. All right. Kirk Cousins has had so many anticlimactic ends to seasons. He he could just say, All right, I'm done. I've made my money. But we're competitors, dude. We've got passions for our game. Podcasting is like a sport. You know, you have to be an interesting person, and that comes with a lot of physical pain sometimes. It's a lot like football. Um, if he just spent the year with me, I swear to God. Take one year off. I'll get him on the Miller Lights. We'll smoke a little bit of weed, not that much. And he'll get back into it before every game. He'll have a little buzz going. And we'll stop, uh, you know, trying to scramble or make a dump pass to somebody who's seven yards behind the line of scrimmage when just three people are pressuring you. Throw the ball. dude. Throw the ball away. You've got a cannon. Just launch it. Uh, Playoffs are coming up. Football has had a shitty week for Vikings fans, NFL fans in general, which is what the next topic I have on here is. My mouth is so dry. Sorry for the random pausing. DeMar Hamlin, number three for the Buffalo Bills. He's a safety. Uh, Good player. RJ actually went to a party with him, which is pretty wild. Um, just Just to make it through... McKee's rocks as a child. That's where the party was. And then to become an NFL player, this guy's a fighter. All right. Which is why it's good to announce for anybody that hasn't seen the update today. He is now um, able to speak. He's breathing on his own and his consciousness is 
pretty much like brain function is almost back to normal. So they were extremely concerned. If you don't know this story, I'll just take it back from the beginning. Third drive of the game, third play of that drive, I believe. Uh, the Bengals, God damn it, I'm not going to remember his name. One of their receivers, he's been on there for a while, um, running forward. Just the way that their hit was, I don't, you know, of course I'm not going to call this intentional. His chest goes forward. Uh, DeMar Hamlin is a little bit caught flat-footed, I would say. A little bit, you know, not on the balls of his feet. He's a little bit back further. And so the way that they hit each other was the Bengals offensive players' helmet going directly into the center of DeMar Hamlin's chest. And so when this was happening... Um, the weirdest thing about this injury and about watching this live was you see DeMar Hamlin stand up, like literally hop up, uh, not even in any pain at all. And then he just, his legs just come out from underneath him and he just falls straight to the ground. It looks like somebody just fainting. Um, and of course all the players are like, holy shit. The ones who saw it start freaking out. They get onto there. They realize what's happening. He goes into cardiac arrest, which um, I didn't know is not the same thing as a heart attack. I've been trying to do the research on that. Very complicated shit. I'm so dumb when it comes to medical stuff. I didn't know there was like electricity involved with your heart. Apparently, it's involved in your whole goddamn body. It's how your touch, uh, when you when you touch your phone, like on a screen, that's what makes it move is the electrical little bit coming from your hands. Fucking wild. Anyway, so what they thought had happened at first, there was doctors on the internet all say, suggesting that it was something called cordial colitis. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is where if your heart um, directly uh, at the start of its cycle, there's one millisecond where it's the start of the cycle and something about your, your heart is just restarting for a second. And if you get hit with enough force in exactly that area of your body, at that exact millisecond, your heart can stop. So they actually have created laws about this in uh, California is one that's super strict. Every single person that's going to coach any sort of organized sport has to know CPR and they have to pass a class that proves they can do it. Um, in this case, it sounds like before they could get a defibrillator out there, or I don't know if they ran out with one, his heart was stopped from anywhere in between 30 to 90 seconds which is extremely scary. Uh, the maximum time that the average person can survive with their heart stopped would be about uh, eight minutes, according to Google. Forgot to get the exact source on that. But it's really, you know, there's a lot to say about this. And I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, it's most important to update people who haven't seen yet that he's, he's improving. He's improving vastly. The reason they were so scared was because an injury like that is so rare and a lot of times they do not turn out well, but they got the ambulance uh, onto the field in less than two minutes after the hit occurred. And they got him directly over to uh, whatever Cincinnati's big hospital over there is. I can't remember the exact name, but another thing that was extremely, you know, you don't even want to use the word interesting when you're talking about this, but something that I found to be shocking was the NFL was trying to restart the game. At one point, they told people, they, they're like, all right, we got him off the field. He's on his way over there. You have five minutes. The guy's heart was stopped. There were multiple players who thought he was dying. He had to be resuscitated with CPR and a defibrillator. Is it an AED or a defibrillator? I don't – I should have looked that up. Um, one of those, and it was that serious. The NFL knew that. 
and they still wanted to keep things going because the NFL knows this is how we're going to make the most money. This is a lot more people are going to tune into this right now if they know what just happened. Uh, it's going to get us a publicity no matter what. People are going to be talking about the NFL this week. Make no mistake, they don't give a shit about their players. Um, that is very clear. You look at all the other major sports, soccer, hockey, basketball, uh, baseball, all of those major major leagues, they have what they call guaranteed contracts. The NFL does not have that, meaning if you almost die playing their game, which they make billions off of, they give you zero dollars, okay? So let's say DeMar Hamlin um, was paralyzed for, for life and couldn't, couldn't speak anymore, has brain damage, you know, maybe he's a veg- vegetable, whatever uh, horrible outcome could have happened. The NFL would turn around and say, we owe you nothing. Uh, We'll pay out the rest of your uh, contract for this season. But then after that, um, sorry. And that's not even the case with all players. There are some players who have stipulations in their contracts that will say, if you can't finish the season, we owe you this much. Or, uh, you know, there's a discounted price if you can't play this amount of games. And it's really horrible because a lot of these guys, the argument that gets brought into it um, against them having some sort of protection, health care at the end of their career is, well, they're making millions of dollars. And the average person right now is out there with two kids having to steal baby formula um, in a city where there's gunshots every day and no clean water. And that's not the average person, but you know, some people, there are people that have it that bad and they're making it fucking work. And God knows those people aren't getting healthcare. So people are sort of like, well, Hey, you know, nobody's forcing you to do this. You do have millions of dollars. Um, sorry. That's just kind of how it is. If you want to play this sport and there's major issues with that. The first, obviously being a moral standpoint, um, there are guys out there who make a, a million bucks for a season. And when you are risking, you are risking death as the pads get smaller and helmets get harder. Players hit each other so much harder. They're so much faster. Um, Over the course of time, like we will probably see somebody die on the field as horrible as, as it is to say. And from my perspective, I'm, you know, talk is cheap, right? You never know until you're actually in this situation. If you somehow in some magical world blessed me with the skills to go play in the NFL and said, Hey, look, you're going to be behind a shitty offensive line and you're going to get hit a lot this year. It's going to, it's going to affect your head. I'm doing it right now. Okay. Obviously. Um, and that's maybe another side of the moral standpoint though, is you dangle millions of dollars in front of somebody's head and you go, you might get fucked up. They're probably going to do it. And ultimately my opinion comes down to in this situation, the NFL makes billions of dollars billions more than certain countries um they own a certain day of the week football is completely it completely dominates sundays it doesn't matter what's on tv people try and put them right at the end of the sunday night football game because they know they're not going to get a, a, any viewers during the day i mean for god's sakes on mondays and thursdays the nfl beats out the nba in their shittiest games if you don't follow football um, Thursday night games are usually pretty bad. They get three times the amount of viewership that NBA games do. 
I mean, we, we can't even put baseball in this conversation. It's a dying sport. Nobody's watching that shit until the postseason. Um, but when you're making that much money and you have guys out there, literally uh, modern day gladiators, as they've been referred to, you have to do something. You have to do something when they've been cut out of it. There has to be uh, an incentive to where, look, if you're going to do this and you get fucked up, we're going to at least take care of you health wise. Okay. Because the way things are set up here in America, people get injured and they go, I don't even know if I want to call an ambulance right now. Like people decide, is this going to fuck me up permanently or do I want to spend $5,000? Like it's crazy. Um, And another point I had written down on here was the average NFL player plays for 3.3 years. Based on how much money the NFL is making and what they have to do, uh, knowing that you're probably at this point with all the research going to get hurt at some point, uh, head injury wise, to the, it's going to affect the last 20 years of your life. I mean, it's just going to. You know, I've known old people that stopped playing football after high school if they played at all and they all sort of degenerate at a certain age all right it's going to happen to me it's going to happen to you i've had like an nfl player number of concussions at this point so for me i'm going out at 60. that's when my brain is going to leave but for you it might be uh you know 75. it's going to happen to everybody um shit, we're about to run out of time here i'm going to stop this recording and start a new one point is NFL's got a lot of fucking money. You got guys out there risking their lives. You should have to take care of them health-wise. 100%, no matter what you think, whether or not these guys are overpaid, it's just how it's got to be. We'll be right back. And I said, Junior boys, I'm going to the house and get an orange soda, boys. You just wait right here. Ah, you gunky. And I walked in the house and opened that freezer door, and my mother had thrown a snowball in there. People just going crazy. So I went back outside and I spit on them. I the the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, if you don't know that bit, that's Bill Cosby, his snowball joke. Uh, the, the cause for applause, I think is what he's calling his new tour. No, I don't know. Um, he is going on tour though, which is wild. You know, this is what fame does to people's mind is it degenerates it to a point where, uh, you think you could do things like this. And I don't, you know, whatever you think about Bill Cosby, just die. (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't I? I don't. I don't even know if I hate Bill Cosby. I really don't know enough about the story. Like, were the rapes were they were they were they bad, that bad, or were there? You know, was it a nice ambient candlelit? Like, you don't really know what's going on, but then the next morning you realize uh, it's, I'm not really attracted to Bill Cosby type thing, or was it? You know, a Dalia style. We'll get into that one. Um, he's going back on tour. People are going to go and people are going to be psyched and it's going to be a lot of dumb, fat, middle of the country people, but that doesn't matter. Money is money. Uh, I don't know why you need money if you're Bill Cosby. He can't have lost that much in these suits. I mean, he's, he was like the biggest comedian in America, right? 
anyway. Cause for applause. I think I'm going to be opening. That would be funny. How many of you motherfuckers are okay with rape? And it just, ah, let's, let's go. What was she wearing? What was she wearing? And it's like, ah, oh, Jesus, not a good look. Uh, Chris D'Elia is still doing shows. I watched the documentary about D'Elia and I, you know, have support. I guess say supported him. I guess I'm not going to try and shy away from that, uh, until this documentary came out because I really felt that there was not a lot of whole sufficient evidence. And I am curious to hear what other people have to say about this one. I don't think people give a fuck anymore. If you're not that into comedy or podcasts, uh, if you don't remember Chris D'Elia, got in trouble for allegedly and we'll use allegedly in this in this sense because really there was just not a whole lot of solid evidence um a couple of people had come forward underage women and like really younger women he was like 40 when this happened uh from the ages of 17 to 25 some of them younger than that when uh, apparently he was texting them and things like that uh, basically the story that has come out at this point was that he wanted a sex cult for basically girls of that age, between like 14 to 25, that type of thing, uh, with all these different types of, you know, what would you even call that? Not mistresses. Uh, it's a harem. He hoped for a harem. And the most ironic thing about it was that was his joke constantly was that he wanted to have a cult. And so that's what makes me a little bit suspicious of the, of the whole thing. And now people are going to get pissed and that's fine. Um, I've definitely jumped the gun on other people who ended up being innocent and just, you know, based on my own opinions, really came at them hard, ended up being wrong. I, I'm going to say right now, I wouldn't be shocked if I'm completely wrong about this. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And, and this, this, the forest is burning to the ground here. Um, so... Basically, the situation now is Crystalia, he's been silent basically on the whole thing other than a video that he released uh, in 2021 after being, being completely off of the radar for about six months where he was like, I'm a sex addict, I've cheated on my wife, all these different things. The story went from him trying to use that, the sex addiction and cheating on his wife, to cover up maybe a couple of 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds he banged in like 2014 or something. Uh, it's gone from that to now a much higher level where it, uh, somewhere this is just the claims of people that are speaking out against him. Really, it's hard to document this, but there are apparently a th like a thousand women that said that uh, he did anything be from blackmail them all the way down to something as minor as being like, hey, you know, would you be interested in uh, just being one of my bitches? And there's nothing wrong with that one. Honestly, if you can parlay that into consensual, legal, sexual activity, all the more power to you. That's basically what being a celebrity is. God damn it, Chris, you had it. I was such a huge Chris D'Elia fan. I think that's why I sort of hmm, maybe was quick to be like, I, I don't know about this. Because I, I listened to hours of the guy talk, like hundreds of hours of this guy talk, and truly didn't see anything like that. Uh, the way the reason I should I should say I get a little suspicious is the documentary 
that came out that everybody's talking about. It's about an hour long. You should go check it out for yourself. It's on YouTube. It's called The Problem with Crystalia. Is the girl that was being interviewed, uh, she did not show her face once during it. There was also was no other, no other victim was shown during this whole thing. And if they're underage, that's a whole other thing. If they're very uncomfortable with it, that's a whole other thing. But we're talking like thousands. Um, the most damning evidence, right? They discussed this. And if this is all fake, this was a very smart move. They discussed this where the girl who's being interviewed, one of Chris's ex-girlfriend, like the oldest girl, I guess she would be the headmistress in this situation. Uh, she, her job was to like try and find chicks for him. And he had all these, supposedly had all these naked photos of her and all these different texts of things that she had been involved with with him. And she, he was like, if, if I'm going down for this whole thing, then you are too. Uh, she claims that while they were on the phone, Crystalia realized what was happening and that things were being recorded, like the conversation they were having. And at that point, he demanded her to go on her second, this is actually the story, her second tablet, like her iPad or whatever, and film what's on her phone and have him opening, or have her opening different stuff while it's being recorded so that he can see that she's deleted any evidence involving uh, his sexual escapades, we'll call them. I'm not a woman. I've never, as far as I can remember, I've never been sexually abused. Uh, never happened to me. I've, you know, one time uh, I was so drunk, this girl literally grabbed my penis and started making out with me and I had to crawl away from her. It doesn't affect me, you know? It's not something that I think about. And the reason I mentioned that having to do with me being a guy is, think about if you were a chick and that happened, right? Like that's, they don't react well to that. It's not a fun thing that you laugh about with your buddies the next day where you're like, dude, she was so gross that she smudged makeup onto your face uh, while she was molesting you. And you have a ha ha good laughy time about it. I don't think about it. It's not really a problem. Not even mad at the chick who did it. Honestly, take it as a compliment. However, for a woman, if that happens to a woman, that's, you know, they are like scarred for life. Uh, and that's been documented many times. Okay, so I don't know what it's like to be a woman in this situation or a person in this situation for that matter. But it, it is like, I mean, let's say you were in that situation. Just try and put yourself, you're Crystalia's girlfriend. I guess that might be tough if you're a dude to put yourself in this situation. Um, but he's asking you to get underage girls for him and... You're at this point where you, you've done it and things are spiraling. Like people, the girls are starting to come out with all this, uh, you know, media is picking it up. People that were friends with Chris D'Elia, like Burt Kreischer, if you don't know, he's a, he's a massive comedian, big, like um, sells out stadiums for $70,000 a show type shit. And he publicly was like, the stories that I've heard, I can't continue to fuck with this guy, support him at all. And so when I heard that, I was like, that's such a huge leap for a guy like that to make. Maybe there is some legitimacy to this story. But also, this girl did all of this different stuff and didn't take it to the police. Like, it's all spiraling out of control. You're potentially looking at charges for being involved with underage sex. Right there, you should be like, 
fuck, this has gone, this has gone unbelievably too far. Before another person gets, uh, you know, statutory raped, I should go to the police with this. That's the other thing. The only legal uh, complication that has come from this was Crystalia and this girl who was like 17 at the time. I believe the story is, damn, I should have this right. I don't want to guess on this. All I know is, for sure all I know is, they settled out of court. And there was something, sexual misconduct that happened, settled out of court. There was no charge brought against him. If you have all of this evidence and you're saying you did all of this stuff, first of all, you put that out there, the cops are like, they're lighting up at the thought of this. I hope. This is Los Angeles that we're talking about. Based on the stories I've heard about the Los Angeles Police Department, they don't give a fuck. I could see them being like, it's Hollywood. I don't let them fucking molest them. I don't. Um, at the same time, there's all of this different evidence of him blackmailing girls, supposedly that uh, his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend now, had on her phone. And these, these are sex crimes. Why, why are you not going to the police if you want this guy to go down? Why are you going to a lesser known YouTube slash Los Angeles uh, stand-up comedian who's doing open mics? That's the other fucking thing. Okay, this guy ends his video basically with a promotion for himself. Uh, the narrator of the video is uh, some fat comic from L.A. I don't know his name. Wow, it sounds like I'm like Chris D'Elia's brother or something right now. I'm being like, he okay, so what? He likes 17-year-old pussy. We're going we're gonna to hold that against him? No, I get it. He prob I believe he did that. I do, okay? And that's wrong. I believe that at some point he probably did groom a girl who was like 17 and be like, look, uh, if you want to wait till you're 18, that's cool, but I'll fuck you right now. And that's not, it's not okay. All right. If you're 19 or 20 or tw even 21, I'll put that as the limit for the 17 year old age gap. If you're 40, I think it's got to be off the table at that point, especially when you're Crystalia. That's another thing that's huge in this, all right, that makes me go, I don't know if I can be on this guy's side anymore. Stack of magazines. We, I, we seem to talk about this on every episode. I feel like we talk about a sex criminal on every episode now. Stack of magazines. If you are the most popular comedian pretty much in your circle, maybe around top 10 in L.A., you could, you could have sex with any 25-year-old, 10, uh, not a 10-year-old. No, 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 hey, relax, relax. I don't think he was going that deep. Um, if you wanted to just hook up with the hottest 25-year-old girl in Los Angeles, you could probably do it completely consensually. And then if you're into some weird sexual shit, you just toss her a little bit of cash. And then she's going to do it, and it's going to be fine. Why are you, see, then, then we get into, it's not just a thing where he just met some girl, was attracted to her. He was seeking these girls out. Um, I do believe that once you have millions of dollars and you got people doing shit for you, there's a lot of shit coming out about Mike Lenoci, who was his opener, potentially hitting girls up and bringing them up to his room and shit, which this poor guy, I mean, he just seems like, I bet you if any of this is true about Dalia blackmailing people, he's probably got a, a picture of that guy, like, like having gay furry sex or something like that because the stuff i've heard this guy would do for him chris would just be an asshole to him like on his own show and everything and he just kind of seemed like a bit but then the other stories you hear like he was just making this guy get his food and bring underage pussy to his room <laughs> doesn't sound like a, a good business partner 
And so that's where this thing gets complicated. It's like, why did he keep doing that? Maybe Dalia was blackmailing him. Again, I don't I don't think anybody actually knows. And my point is, when we come back to it, why weren't the police contacted? Because there have been allegations where there's, you know, if there's a thousand girls at this point, um, how, have there, how have there not been things where it's like, yeah, this 16-year-old just sent a picture of his tits to Chris, and we have it right here on the phone, uh, digital evidence. He's going, he's getting locked up because I believe if it's like anything over 15, you're not getting hit with a child porn charge. I think you are getting hit with a child porn charge, but the judge is going to be like, Hey, look, dude. Hey, look, Britney Spears video. That's going to be my argument here. I I've jerked off to it too. All right. That was in the past. That was 2002. We're in 2023. She, I mean, she's got to be 17 at a minimum and that's in half the States, Chris, you got to go for four years. Um, I don't, I don't know, but that's the problem. I think with the whole thing, also, they didn't name a single, uh, a single victim the entire time, which I thought was weird. I feel like a lot of these different publications that are so quick to, cause you remember when the Louis CK thing happened, people were all the fuck over that. Anytime he tried to come back or do comedy or anything, people were just not letting it happen. And then um, I think people got a little bit sick of the PC thing. And so guys like, you know, Big J Okerson, Louis J. Gomez, Legion of Skanks guys, the whole East side of comedy sort of became a lot bigger and, and took him back. But all he did was jerk off over the phone. I mean, come on, you shouldn't have done it, but it's, it's not like you raped somebody, in my opinion. Plenty of girls out there will be like, that is sexual assault. I guess it is. If it's non-consensual, I guess maybe. Louis too funny, though. I mean, you know, now I'm putting myself in a Cosby position. Like if Louis, if Louis and Cosby had reversed allegations, am I going to a discounted end of career one last final tour for Louis? Maybe I'm maybe I don't know. maybe certainly going for Dalia. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it'll be interesting to see what comes out about that. If anything, I've heard a lot of criticism towards him where it was like, people are saying you have to get in front of this and justify it. You have to try and make people understand that you didn't do this. And he's just been ignoring the whole thing. Um, I don't know. I'm starting to think that that's smart because if there's no actual evidence to any of this, you can go, Hey, that's bullshit. They say that about every, every famous person. Go look it up for yourself. I'd love to uh, hear everybody's thoughts on that. Um, what else do we got here? Here's a fun story that I have not read yet. I saw it coming right into the uh, right into the podcast. This is from CNN. We forgot to name all of the news sources last week, so don't sue me, okay? Six-year-old in custody after shooting teacher in Virginia, police chief says. A six-year-old boy is in police custody after he shot a teacher in Richneck Elementary School in Newport News, Virginia, uh, Friday afternoon. Police Chief Steve Drew said, a new, said in a news conference, the individual is a six-year-old student. He is right now in police custody. We have been in contact with our Commonwealth attorney and some other entities to help us give the best services to this young man. Drew said the female teacher, who is in her 30s, was shot 
inside a classroom and added that this was not an accidental shooting. Uh, Drew, who earlier said the teacher was in critical condition, said Friday evening her injuries were considered life-threatening, but that there was some improvement in the last update we got. There were no other, no other students involved, the police chief said. The investigation is ongoing, he added. We'll get the investigation done. There's questions we'll want to ask to find out about it. I want to know where the firearm came from and what was the situation. Um, the superintendent, George Parker, I'm in shock and disheartened. Uh, disheartened. God damn, I'm not reading this well. We need to educate our children and we need to keep them safe. Yeah, obviously. Are we at a point where we need to start having metal detectors at schools? I mean, I know that sucks and it becomes more of an authoritarian thing. But there's certain shit that has to be done. I don't like going through TSA. In fact, I hate it. They can see your penis and balls, okay? If there's a t there's never a time where my dick is more shrunk up than in the TSA line. I'm hungover. I didn't get high enough because I left 20 minutes before my flight. And the TSA girl is always kind of hot, all right? I don't like having to go through there and be exposed like that. However, it's a necessary evil because if somebody gets on that plane with a gun, now we're in a situation where the air marshal has to shoot them and the plane's exploding and I don't want that. I'd rather just have to have them see my scrunched up little penis as I walk through TSA. It's what I want. It's the same thing now, okay? Maybe we don't need to have the full 3D scan where you can see the child's penis. But we should have metal detectors. At this point, I'm going, my brother's got three more years of school left. Things are getting more and more mentally mentally insane. Like, I don't even know what else to call it. Uh, the thought that somebody could do that is mind-blowing. And then how often these things happen inside of schools just shows you that kids are not mentally stable enough to not be metal detected before they came in. For God's sakes, they, they had somebody checking our backpacks for a senior prank. All right. If you're going to go as far as that, you might as well be checking for AR-15s. Now, it didn't say in the article the reason that this happened. It sounded like CNN put this article out pretty much as this story came in, as they should have, obviously. But it doesn't sound like the parents even had a chance to see the kid yet because they're trying to get an attorney in there right away because he's six. It's, it's honestly kind of funny to think about what the kid was saying, though. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even try to. No, I didn't try to because Brandon pushed me. I was just showing him. And no, because Brandon pushed me because he thought I took his snack, but Cindy took his snack. So when I got pushed, I accidentally pulled it and I shot Mrs. Simmons in the chest. And like, it's, you know, a kid thinking like a kid lawyer comes in. It's like that Hasbro commercial kid lawyer comes in. All right, that's uh, that's enough here. Um, I brought some toys for you to play with if you want. I'm gonna talk to these guys, and then the you know the six year old who shot the teacher is playing with the toys while the lawyer is talking to the police outside of the room, and he's he's like, "All right, here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys, fellas. I got." Three bags of candy right now, if you're just willing to call this whole thing good. 
And the cops are like, uh, we, I don't know if we can do that. Can we count that as a bribe? It's not monetary. And it's, it's candy. This is also a six-year-old lawyer. Dumb joke. Um, sad. I hope they provide him an adult lawyer. I wonder what honestly leads to that, though. Because there were so many times where I did... I Make no mistake, we've all wanted to shoot our teacher. Okay, it's the same thing you've wanted to punch your sister in the face. You've wanted to... Uh, you know, shove an old person into a pool because everybody gets on your nerves at some point. All right. It's, it's okay to picture the teacher getting shot. It's fine. You can go ahead. You can picture that in your mind. Don't tell people about it because you will be arrested, but then going and actually doing it. I wonder what that takes. Um, let me try and name a few times I've thought about shooting my teacher. I, we never had a gun in my home. So you know, maybe a terroristic threat would have been all as far as I would have gotten, like spray paint a Nerf gun. And we had some very stupid teachers at my elementary school. I feel like there's some that would have believed it. Uh, you know, something like having to do the dance unit in gym class. That'll make somebody violent. Honestly, if that's what this is over, if we find out, if we find out that this teacher was a gym teacher and they were doing the slow dance unit, and what is this kid's name? Like Timmy or some shit. And Timmy had to dance with the gross girl who already has acne in kindergarten and smells super weird and has armpit hair. Dude, there was a girl that had fucking armpit hair in fourth grade and her mom would let her wear tank tops and wouldn't make her shave it. First of all, the fuck is happening there in fourth grade that you have armpit hair? I don't care if you are a, a male child on steroids. You should not have armpit hair. And she just smelled like body odor. And I had to do the da- the slow dancing unit with her in fourth grade. If we find out that this was a gym teacher who was forcing these kids to do a, a dance unit, I don't even think they do this in school anymore because just the chance that one in a thousand gym teachers, which they are perverts, are pedophiles, like there's going to be someone who like makes a weird thing about it and makes the makes like two boys slow dance, but they're, they're not allowed to do it classically. One of them has to have hands on the hips while the other is like holding the other one's cheeks. That's why they, they probably don't do it anymore because of that. Um, make no mistake. When I was in gym class, they would, you had to hold the girl's hips while she had her arms around the back of your neck. We were children. There should be some sort of crime brought against this. Uh, if we find out that the teacher made Timmy slow dance with the ugly girl with armpit hair who smelled bad for more than one gym class in a row, that's what I'll put the over under at. If it's two in a row, I will be putting a link in the description of next episode for a GoFundMe that will go to this child's child lawyer. Now, make no mistake, and I'll... All of the funds, none of the funds are going to come back to me. I'll pay the taxes on it myself somehow. We'll send all the funds to him, but it has to be a child lawyer because that's too funny. And if it was over a a child-like incident, then it would be, we could probably make a video out of it. How can I turn this into monetary gain? How can I turn a school shooting into me 
uh, getting views and making more money. These are the questions that you should be asking yourself if you want to be successful in this industry or in America in general. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's terrible. Let's, you know, I feel like I have to say that at this point because I'm so dry with my shit. But you, can you imagine if that was somebody in your family? It's one thing to have a family member die in a car accident or they get cancer out of nowhere or something like that. But if something random that a podcast with no listens to is going to somehow make a shitty joke out of the day after, you got to not be happy about that. At least it's the 24-hour news cycle. You know, I mean, imagine being that Australian mother that got her baby stolen by a fucking dingo. And that was a thing for the next five years. Every single time somebody brought up Australia or talked about anything involving kangaroos or dingoes. I bet you, I bet you that woman was having a conversation with somebody and they were like, Oh, where's your, where's your accent from? And she's like, I'm, I'm actually from Australia. And they go, they go, that was a terrible Australian accent. They go, ah, dingo ate my baby. And she just bursts into tears and falls onto the floor. If you don't know about that story, people were calling her a liar after this woman had watched her newborn get snatched by a wild dog. So don't get fucking mad at me. Do you want to, uh, she's just in critical condition. This baby was eaten alive. Um, all teachers, I think all teachers probably should have firearms. They've proven that they can handle it at this point, right? They've proven they all you know. Anytime one of them uh, shows a, a child his penis or or threatens to hit a child or has some sort of scandal going on behind the scenes, like that one. There's a superintendent in Lakeville where I grew up. They had to. Uh, get a warrant for his arrest because he was breaking into the houses of other principals, uh, other superintendents, I guess, and trying to steal information from their computer. Teachers are weird people to want to do that job. It's a little bit weird. Um, that or you're lazy, which, you know, I, you really could be either at this point if you're trying to get summers off and also spend your day around 30 children who gets so sick every year that you have to like, think about that for a second. These people want to be around kids so bad that they're willing to get a new version of the flu every year. Weird, weird or lazy. Um, yeah. Prayers up for that teacher. If you, if you believe in that shit, pray that we get metal detectors because uh, God only cares about one thing and that's Tom Brady winning Super Bowls. You could sit there and pray about having clean water in Africa and schools not being live round firing zones as long as you want. But God only cares about the Chiefs, okay? God only cares about Aaron Rodgers. That's America for you. Don't forget it. Have a nice week.